On the Record with White House correspondent April Ryan. With me for this installment of On the Record with April Ryan is none other than Van Jones. Van Jones is the host of the new TV show on CNN, The Redemption Project. Hello, Van. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Van, this 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 project... Um, I, I guess I call it a project because that's part of the show, but it, it is somewhat of a project. It's like a healing project or a project to, to make people aware of those who have been incarcerated and their stories. You're putting a face on uh, incarceration. Is that the case? Yeah, that's a big part of, of the show, but we're also putting a face on you know, the people who've been hurt uh, by, by crime, by violence. Um, and this show, The Redemption Project, it's really... 180 degrees in the other direction from where the culture seems to be going, where we have, you know, no empathy, no compassion. It's all about the call-out culture or the cancel culture. This is about 180 degrees the other direction, trying to find some empathy and some grace across some pretty tough lines. And so we find people who've done bad things who really want to make amends. You know, they've, they've, they're either in prison or they've served their prison time. They want to to atone, they want to apologize, they, they want to seek forgiveness, and they don't know how. And then we, we give their backstory. At the same time, we're giving the backstory of the people who, you know, years and years ago, they hurt, or all too often the surviving family members. And by the time you get to, you know, the, the climax of the show, we, we film, you know, both parties finally sitting down together face-to-face to have a conversation about what happened, and often the people who've been hurt they have so many unanswered questions because, as you know, in the court system, you know, the person usually just takes a plea, so they don't even know what happened um, or why it happened or if the person's made any changes in their life. And the person who did wrong um, often, you know, feels unable to, um, you know, to, to express their remorse. And so this has become just an incredibly heartwarming uh, series. I've, you know, Twitter, I usually call it Twitter hater because it's just so much negativity. Every time the show airs, we just get, you know, a, you know almost zero negative comments, people just appreciating something like this being on the air. Wow, and that's interesting because this whole um, criminal justice thing is a bipartisan thing, so you have both sides of the aisle, I guess, supporting this and, and, and redemption. You know, after you've committed the, the sinful act, you're redeemed. Um, so where was the grace and empathy? Where did you find the grace and empathy? What episodes and what time? Where do we see it? Well, it's, it's at 9 o'clock p.m. on uh, Sundays on CNN. And, of course, we got a lot of competition, you know, Billions and Game of Thrones and that type of stuff. But it is Anthony Bourdain's old slot, which, as you know, is sacred ground for us at CNN. So it gives you a sense of how important uh, CNN thinks these stories are. Um, it's utterly unique uh, to have, you know, it's not true crime, you know, because uh, true crime is like, you know, who done it and who's going to be exonerated and, and all that sort of stuff. We already know who done it in these things. This, this, is, this is not true crime. It's about the truth long after the, the crime, when people are still hurting, people are still uncertain, they don't know, you know, what happened or why. And, uh, and at the same time, the people who did wrong, you know, have often grown or transformed or at least are trying to. I think in such a, you know, it's, it's, it's not reality TV. We don't tell them, hey, say this, say that. It's just we let it be what it be. And it's been a very, very powerful show. It's not reality TV, but it is reality. I was watching, I've been watching um, some of the um, commercials or trailers or whatever to the show. And there was one that was very gripping, a father. I'm a mother. You're, you're a father. Yes. Um, 
and the child was killed. Mm-hmm. And the father said, I want to go out and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real. And then yeah, he met with, he met with the, yeah, the... The person who did it. Yeah, and I said, you could see the, 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 um, the fear, the anxiety on the face of the person who committed the, the act because they met face to face. Um, talk to me about that one, because that, I mean, that just, that, that gripped me, because I, I cannot put myself in, in that man's shoes. Just, just, I don't, I could not. I, hey, listen, I, part of what people, people say, well, Ben, how could, I said, I don't know, because if it was me, I wouldn't forgive. I'm not a forgiving person. I'm, I did this in some ways because I realized how petty I am. I still mad at people from third grade playground. <laughs> I'm not joking, you know? And if I see them, I'm going to tell them. And so, you know, but I, it's like, to me, it's like watching the Olympics where you realize, wow, you know, human beings are amazing and can do amazing stuff. And maybe I can't do a triple backflip, somersault or whatever, but maybe I can get off my butt and go to the gym. And so maybe I couldn't forgive at this level, but Jesus, maybe I could unblock some of my friends from high school who, you know, I blocked after they voted the wrong way 2016. Maybe I can call somebody and, and offer an apology for something that happened three or four years ago at a conference. Maybe I can do something to add a little bit of love and, and, and forgiveness and mercy and grace back into the culture. And that it's an inspirational show in that regard. It starts off with heartbreak, but it winds up with hope um, every time. Even if it doesn't wind up 100% warm and fuzzy, it goes from heartbreak to hope. And a lot of people say, geez, you know, I don't know if I want to watch this. It's just too tough. I've, everybody who, who you know, gets through that, you know, that, it's always a heartbreaking at the beginning because you've got to talk about the bad thing that happened. But then you get past that and you get into their journey to, to finally meet each other. And by the time they meet each other, you know, ironically, surprisingly, I think to people, you're pulling for both sides. Oh. You know, you, you always start off, yeah, you know, I'm with the mom and, you know, screw that person. That person's a drunk driver. That person's a gang member. Screw that person. By the time you get to those two people talking to each other, you're really pulling for both of them. For healing. Yeah, for some healing. Hmm. And we need that. Because, listen, I don't know how you do what you do, because you are right in the middle of the war for truth and for, for honesty and for accountability. And, you know, I don't know how you do it, but, you know, we've got to balance out, you know, in our culture somehow that you know healing is possible since the people you're trying to hold accountable don't want it you know, to know how to get to it then we got to let some of the people let the at the grassroots level maybe right. show us how to do it and and you know and you, you hit on something there and, and you say I, you don't know how i do it i do it because it's not about politics it's about humanity and i, th- I think at the end of the day and this is what this is what you're dealing with humanity yeah. it's yeah, just absolutely. plain and simple humanity and just reading down the list of the shows that are coming the redemption project with Rant van jones my mother's murder Oh my gosh, life forever altered, and and this one kind of struck me. You you were just talking about drunk driving, uh, fatality. I mean, I was just in a terrible car accident. Um, somebody was drugged driving, and they took him to jail. And they say, you know, by the grace of God, we are alive. Me and my passenger were alive. And I'm like, wow, you know, um, drive by death, the mother's justice, uh, small town reckoning, officer down, left for dead death of an American dream. I mean, you got some powerful, powerful shows coming up. Um, it's just, it's, 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 it's interesting how you would pull these, it, it, what went into pulling these different types of shows together very for hard. healing? Very, very hard. But it turns out that there is an underground network that is frankly illegal in some states uh, because in, in many states you cannot, uh, if you're a victim of a crime, if you are, if you are 
uh, convicted of a crime, you can, by law, never reach out to that person again because it could be seen as harassment, it could be seen as, you know, traumatizing or re-traumatizing. And so, um, you know, we, we are in a situation where there's been an underground network trying to help people find each other and have some of these so-called healing dialogues or victim-offender dialogues, and we tapped into that network, and they said, we don't want this to be exploited, we don't want this to be, I said, no, 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 no. I said, trust me, I'm not somebody who wants to sensationalize anything, but uh, if you have people who are willing to try this, to, just out of desperation for their own healing, maybe more people could be healed if we filmed it the proper way. And it took two years, it took a lot of work, it took a lot of trust building. We have trained facilitators, you know, the people, it's not, don't just try this at home now, we got people, it's, it's two or three months process that everybody who's involved has to go through. Yeah, because right? there could be, the emotions are so raw and combustible. Yeah, oh my God. And, you know, there, there, there are some, some dicey moments, uh, even uh, in our uh, series, however, uh, we have, you know, we took the ethics of it very seriously. This is not no Maury Povich type of stuff. We really want to, you know, and there were people who thought they were ready and they weren't ready and they're not a part of this series. Hmm. So, you know, what we, um, I think, are trying to show people, 9 o'clock on Sundays on CNN, is, you know, a window into the heartbreak and the hope of humanity and just to, to re-wet people, re to, to dunk people back into some kind of humanity because I do believe that there are some powers that be that want to get us to a place where not only do we accept dehumanization of people you know, because of their color, because of their country of origin, et cetera, uh, but even come to the point where we get dehumanized ourselves because we either get so desensitized or we get so outraged that we lose connection with our own root uh, of love for people and, and our own souls. And so it's a very soulful show. It's a heart, heart, heartbreaking and then heartwarming show. And uh, I hope that people will give themselves the opportunity to, uh, sometimes you don't even know what you miss until you see it. You know, um, it, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's that kind of show. You don't even really realize how, uh, you know, some of these new dynamics have tilted the landscape away from humanity until, you know, a show like this, you know, you know and some people, you know, some voices like yours, you know, are trying to fight for humanity. Well, this is another show fighting for humanity. Well, let me ask you this. Speaking of humanity, um, you worked with this White House, this Trump administration, on matters of prison reform. And I guess you're still working with them on uh, the next steps. Well, and trying to implement the first step, because as you, as you know better than anybody else, uh, even when they pass stuff, they don't implement it right. And that's all administrations, but especially this one. So we have to make sure that uh, you know, just because it got passed, it doesn't mean it's going to uh, be done right. So we're still we're daily engaging to make sure that it's handled properly the first step back. So what's the, what's the biggest hurdle right now with implementation? Well, I mean, the fact that there's a split in the, you know, there's a split in the Republican Party over criminal justice. You know, some are more passionate about it than others. There's a split uh, in, you know, inside the Trump administration. You have some people uh, more at the White House level who get it and who want it to be done right, but you got a bunch of people at the Department of Justice that are not that interested in doing any of this stuff. And so, you know, it, it's always a struggle. You know, freedom is a constant struggle. And, um, and so we have to, you know, go in there and kick them in the you know, butt and fight and scream and holler and yell and all that stuff. But the reality is 
There's nothing more important than freedom. There's nothing more urgent than freedom and dignity for our people. Um, you know, you disproportionately black, brown, and poor people in prisons all across this country. And I will work with or against any Republican or any Democrat to get freedom for our people. And I don't care what's popular. I don't care. A lot of people are popular saying you know the right things, but when it's time to stop talking and pass a bill, it turns out it's not as easy. <laughs> it's a lot easier to talk about what needs to happen in our community. It's hard to pass bills and, and to get uh, to get people home. And almost a thousand people have come home already this year, uh, thanks to the First Step Act. Twenty-five thousand people this year will have shorter prison sentences going through the system than they would have properly implemented. A total of four thousand people should come home early just this year. Now they're not implementing it properly, so that number won't be four thousand. But that's you know, you talked about those are real numbers in a federal system is only about 180,000 people. And so, um, you know, we're, we just have to soldier on. And, uh, and, and I feel like we're in the middle of a civil war. And, you know, those of us who are willing to walk out to the middle of that war and grab some folks and bring them home, you know, uh, and catch bullets on both sides, uh, that's not fun, but it's necessary. And I'm so proud to be, uh, you know, the CEO of the Reform Alliance, which uh, Jay-Z and Meek Mill and six other heavy hitters have pulled together this reform alliance and I'm the, the CEO for to try to pass more bills. And I really almost see the Redemption Project on CNN as my sermon, mm. uh, and I see the uh, Reform Alliance as my ministry, uh, trying to, to stand for humanity and dignity and freedom. Mm-hmm. And you might be healed from that pettiness of remembering the third grade thing. <laughs> Maybe. I'm working on it. <laughs> so, so Van, in the, in the final moments, um, does, this, does this Redemption Project show with Van Jones, does this replace your other show that you had on CNN? No, ma'am. Uh, the Van Jones show is still cooking on Saturdays. You know, I share, I alternate Saturdays with David Axelrod, who was, yeah, he was a big guy in the Obama administration. I was a little guy in the Obama administration. But he has one Saturday, and then I have the other. So we, so David Axelrod and I share the 7 p.m. Saturday slot. And then for uh, the next, I guess, six weeks, uh, in addition to that, we have uh, the Redemption Project every Sunday uh, from 9 to 10. Um, I think uh, uh, 9 o'clock also on the West Coast. So it's, I think it's 9 everywhere, maybe 10 o'clock Central. But... Um, or I, I, I think eight o'clock central. I'm sorry, but um, but no. So so I've got uh, at least for the spring, uh, we have uh, two shows, and I'm hoping that both shows more help point in the direction of healing on the weekends. Because during the week, y'all be having to go to war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like war every day almost. Well, Van, anything anything else you'd like to add on the Redemption Project or your other show or any projects that you that you have uh, in the hopper? Yeah, you know, no, just that, um, you know, I am more and more convinced that the biggest problem we have in the country is not the awful people doing awful things, though God knows we got awful people doing awful things and we have to fight. But the biggest problem is we have a bunch of awesome people, frankly, of all colors and you know, really in both parties, that just don't know what to do, don't know how to listen to each other, don't know how to come together, don't know how, just don't know what to do. And as, as much as we put the energy toward fighting the awful people, we also need to figure out ways to unite and uplift the awesome people who would do better if they could do better and if they knew what to do. And once, you know, you know and I'm hoping that this show and other things that I'm doing will help us to, to flesh out and, and, and uh, uh, attract 
some of the good people on all sides, and maybe we can counteract some of this nonsense more indirectly uh, just by doing more good in the world together. The Redemption Project with Fan Jones. Fan, thank you so much for joining me with On the Record with April Ryan. You are awesome. The show is awesome. Um, thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.